welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess, and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. One of Perth's leading agents, Adam Namofsky from the agency, has been awarded Master Salesperson by Rewa for the past four years. Adam has built a solid business based on repeat and referred clients, and I chatted to Adam about how he has set himself and his team up to handle such a high sales volume and why you won't see him branding himself as an area specialist. Welcome, Adam, to The Crunch. Thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. You're very, very welcome. Um, and congratulations on being awarded Master Salesperson again. Thank you very much. Fourth year in a row, I believe. Yes, it is, yes. So first question straight off the bat. Right. What do you what, what do you think your ongoing success can be put down to? Uh, I think I'd put it down to two things. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think we're continually looking to chase business and mm-hmm. prospect and fill that pipeline of new listings coming to market, mm-hmm. regardless of how busy we are month to month or week to week, how many sales we did the week before, the month before, we're always continually prospecting. That doesn't stop. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah. And I suppose the second thing would be home life. I mean, it's very, you know, it's a very um, busy job. We're working uh, long hours and weekends. So if you don't have the support at home, I think that can become very difficult. So Mm -hmm. yeah, put obviously a lot of that down to my wife and the way she keeps things going at home and keeps the kids, you know, in line and in check and and understands what the job entails. So I think that's another big it, yeah, about. I think it's one, it's something that's not talked about a lot by people is how much overtime you guys do. Oh, it's, it's not yeah, overtime, we're on call all the time. Yeah, 24 know, hours so, a day. And, and obviously a lot of our appointments are after hours. And, yeah. Um, obviously Saturdays and Sundays is the major two days of our, of our work week. So. Yeah, it's, you know, you are, you are absent a lot of the time, especially with, you know, young family at home. That can be difficult at times. So if you mm-hmm. don't have that support at home, I think that, you know, that, that can be very tough. Have you ever taken a holiday? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we try and do three three or four a year yeah. with the family. Obviously, over school holidays and things like that, we try yeah. and take not very much longer than a week or so at a time because it's very hard to leave leave the job for longer than that, I find. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we always duck off every now and again and get a bit of a break. Yeah, beautiful. Um, tell me, you said prospecting. You're always, always prospecting. Um and I guess rookie agents out there who are listening to that, mm-hmm. what is your what what's your process? What do you do? Are you on the phone? Do you oh, do fly yeah, we're drops? On the, you... on the phone a lot. We're on the phone all day, yeah, um, all the time. But yeah, we've always got our fly drops going out to our um, areas. Yeah, that happens um, systematically and religiously mm-hmm. um, all the time. And we do have quite a big farm area, so we do farm probably over ten thousand homes. So yeah. that is you know um, always happening. Obviously, we're always you know talking. We do a lot with um, developers and things like that. So we're always chatting with those guys. Yeah, um, we do do a bit of telemarketing as well. And obviously online stuff, social media, um, you know, we're constantly trying to be in, pe- in the front of his, people's faces. So when they do decide to sell, the times to sell, they think of us straight away. Yeah. Um, so we've always got something going on. Obviously email databasing, um, you know, keeping in touch with um, our, our certain buyers in certain areas via email with quarterly market updates, just listers, just solds, we're trying to be having something all the time going yeah. out. Um, yeah. That's pretty much what we do. So when you say we... Just one PA? Yes. Sorry, we yes, one PA at the moment. Yeah. Um Darren, he's also a registered agent. Okay. Which really helps with the business. Yeah. And then also we've got the support staff back at the head office at the agency. I've got L, lucky enough to have L. She dots the I's and crosses the T's. Mm-hmm. Um she's fantastic as well. So mm-hmm. you know, really there's a team of three of us, is the way yeah. I see it, but obviously two of us um, you know, out there listing, selling, prospecting. Beautiful couple of questions on the stuff we just talked about. The first was about you have a, a huge patch, so 10,000 mm-hmm. yep. um, houses. And I know you kind of don't really f- 
kind no. of have a specific farm area that you, I guess, talk so about? I, I do. I do have. I have three farm areas yeah. effectively, um, and I've been working two of them for a long time. And then yeah. at the uh, Belcata I've just picked up recently, and sort mm-hmm. of been running that for the last year or so. Um, and we do religiously farm those areas. I've actually personally door knocked every house in in my um, farm area over the last course of the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, but we don't like to brand ourselves as a certain area specialist or a specific agent. We don't like to. Um, you know, we, What's the you best want to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, because we've got a lot of um, clients that we deal with, you know, all across the northern suburbs. At the moment, we've got listings anywhere from Darch all the way up to Burswood, I suppose. Yeah, and everywhere in between. Um, and I still believe that we can service our clients as well as anybody, um, even if it's not in our area of, of specialty. So I think that goes to show with our results. And if you look at, you know, probably properties sold over the last five, six years, you'll see that there's a vast majority of suburbs that we've sold in. Mm-hmm. I think we can still offer the same level of service than your so-called local agent can. Yeah. Um, and especially now with the database and the network at the agency, there's 70 plus reps with the agency in WA. If I do list something in somebody else's suburb, we can pull their buy database from that suburb and, and try and match up the property with the buyers there as well. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I think we can service a lot of clients throughout the whole northern suburbs. So I don't see why I need to limit myself to one or two particular suburbs. Yeah. Has that always been your your view on it, I guess? Like, because you are local to that area. Did yeah. you kind of grow up in that area yeah, that you're did, selling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you always been kind of... We'll sell everywhere, or yeah, I've is always had that mentality. mentality yeah, yeah. Obviously, we work on uh, turnover. That's that's the you know main game of our that's our business plan from day one was yeah. to turn as many properties over as possible. As obviously the majority of properties we sell are in that first home buyer sort of under five hundred thousand bracket. Yeah. Um. So we do need to rely on turnover. So mm-hmm. yeah, we definitely don't limit ourselves. We we think we can provide a service all up and down the northern suburbs. Yeah. Beautiful. Coming back to I will come back to turnover, but I want to talk about the agency because you mm-hmm. mentioned a couple of times their support staff. Yep. I guess their structure, their data basing all of that kind of thing um and they are kind of i guess we had Stu cox on on a few episodes ago talking about how the model is different to to the traditional agency um so why does that model work for you i suppose i was at the crossroads of my career when i decided to join the agency and it was at that point where where i was at my previous employer that i felt i couldn't progress any further Mm -hmm. in my career Mm -hmm. um so i was seriously considering you know looking at branching out my own and maybe starting my own agency with a close associate of mine, uh, Harley, who I've worked with for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. The agency had, funnily enough, approached us both individually. And then we thought, well, you know, let's go back and have a chat with these guys and see what they can bring to the table before we make any major moves. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, just what they were offering when we sat down and crunched the numbers and looked at the support they were um, offering us. Uh, we do have our own office, like satellite office where we all work out of, so that's a really great environment as well, which they've allowed us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but effectively what they've let us do is run our own business under their umbrella mm-hmm. with all their support staff um, and taking away the headaches of having to do, you know, trust accounts and yeah. um, staff and, you know. Run your own rent roll. Payroll and, and rent roll and all that sort yeah. of stuff. That's all looked at um, after us at head office yeah. and allows us and frees us to do what's dollar productive and that's list and sell yeah. properties. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. We had Nat Hoy and Wayne Hilt on the mm-hmm. other day who just – open Belfort um, and they were talking about that discussion around you know when you're a top agent the next step what is the next step for some people it's opening their own agency and others it's obviously finding another model that works which is obviously what you've done so um, beautiful now the other thing that we were talking about was your turnover and Mm -hmm. obviously you are a volume agent you sell a huge amount of properties 72 this year last year Uh, last year Um, how have you kind of set yourself up to handle that kind of volume yeah, so I suppose we made the decision. I made the decision going back five years ago. You know, we probably averaged seventy to eighty sales per year 
for the, well, we have for the last four or five years, but mm -hmm. we did find a certain spot about six years ago where we couldn't really progress any further with the amount of sales we're making because it was just myself. Yeah. Um, so I made the decision then to employ a, a PA. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously then once joining the agency as well, getting that background support as well from L has really helped us um, increase our volume of sales. Yeah. Because, you know, effectively there's now two of us there. So uh, my PA, Darren, will take a lot of the pressure off as far as final inspections go, sometimes buyer appointments, um, you know, running around, you know, showing valuers through all those things that take up a lot of your day um, is now outsourced to Darren. Okay. And, and I can concentrate on listing and selling. Yeah. yeah. And is that the kind of properties that you – you know, the areas that you sell, you sell um, lots of kind of multi-unit development, yeah, that do. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Has that been um, a conscious decision? Has it yeah. come out of your areas that you're farming? Uh, it did come out of my areas, but it was a conscious decision to get into that area to sell that type of property. Yeah. Um, so obviously we do sell, the majority of properties we sell are brand new three by two villas and then a lot of um, sort of two bedroom apartments as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, all volume. And obviously the areas that I work in are all predominantly zoned R40. Um, which is, you know, triple X developments, quad developments and apartments. And that's really why we made the decision to get into that area, to mm -hmm. try and source the land originally for our developers that are on our database, provide the uh, developers with that land and then get the resale of the of the units as mm -hmm. well. So that's what we based our, our business model around. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I'm interested in hearing what your pitch is to your, you know, your your sellers, I guess, because mm -hmm. you've got um, the type of agent that will pitch, you know, we're only going to ever sell no more than 12 at a time. You're getting our whole, you yeah. know, X, Y, Z, um, whereas yours is obviously very different to that. Yeah, so. depending once again on what area the suburb is listing, because yeah. obviously we do spread out quite a bit, but in our own farm area, obviously the database of buyers is, is second to none. There's yeah. nobody in our area that's going to have the database that we do. Mm -hmm. We're very, very strong on that. We take everybody's buyers names, number, email, try and match them up with properties before they come onto the market. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time we do sell off market, especially with a lot of the development type of things. Um, so that's, you know, buyer database is the, is the biggest thing. And obviously being, you know, in the area for, you know, sort of 13, 14 years now, I think we've, you know, got a pretty strong foothold in, in our particular farm areas. So yeah. that's that's the two things that we can sort of offer our, our sellers, I think, more than anybody else. Yeah. And the runs are on the board. They can see the amount of properties we've listed and sold in those areas over the past, you know, 10 years. So speaks I think that speaks for itself. for itself. Absolutely. So 13 years you've been in real estate? 13 years, funny enough, second time around. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. All right. So I suppose I got introduced to real estate um, through my father at a very, very young age. Yeah. Um, my dad was a migrant, came here as, as a young boy and sort of always worked two jobs and uh, throughout my whole childhood and was very, very hard and had a lot of very hard work ethic, which I yeah. think probably picked up a bit of that myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in his, I suppose, his spare time or his free time on the weekends, he was a pretty savvy investor as well. So he'd invest in, in real estate. And I, I remember you know, going around and looking at home opens with my dad and you know talking to agents as a very young kid. Uh, and then dad would also only ever manage properties himself. He would never give it to a property manager. That's, that's, <laughs> that was never going to happen. Um, so I'd also be going and doing rent inspections and meeting pr prospective tenants and um, you know, all those sort of things with dad as a, at a young age. So I think that's probably where I got the interest and the love for the industry. Yeah. And dad always said to me, mate, you're going to be really good in real estate. You should, you know, pursue that as a career. So I sort of just took his word for it and, and rolled with it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I left school in year 11, made the decision yeah. to leave school in year 11, and I landed myself a traineeship at McMahon Real Estate in West Perth at the time. Worked there until I was, I was mainly a coffee and errand boy there. Yeah. I was only a young kid. Um, but I did learn a lot, and I, and I did learn a lot about strata property in particular, which is probably what we specialize in now. Yeah. Because uh, that's a lot of the, what they did. Yeah. Uh, and I stayed there until I was 18, and then two days after my 18th birthday, I became a registered rep, because you obviously had to wait till you're 18 to become an agent. Mm -hmm. 
And I went to, I got offered a job at Davey Real Estate in North Beach okay, under yep. the guidance of Mal Davey, who was a fantastic mentor for me um, back in those days. He put a lot of trust in me as a young kid. And the reason I went there was they gave me, you know, sort of a retainer to help the reps in the office, but also got me out into the field listing and selling, which yep. I loved because I was just, you know, chomping at the bit to Dying do Dying to sell. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I stayed there until I was 21. And then, yeah, I suppose regrettably or unfortunately, I decided to leave the industry. And the reason was, I suppose at that time, I was still very young. I was probably a bit immature, I think, to be... Um, you know, in the real estate industry, in yeah. my opinion, because, you know, all the weekend work, um, late hours, I was playing, um, you know, senior levels uh, football, I suppose you could say at that stage as well. So Thursday nights was training, Tuesday nights was training, all day Saturday at the game. Then we'd go out with the boys on Saturday night. Then you have to front up to <laughs> a home open on Sunday. Yeah. As a 21 year old, it became a bit difficult. Yeah. And I just thought I felt like I was missing out a lot. It wasn't for lack of income or anything like that. Cause you know, we're traveling pretty well for for someone my age, but I just felt I was missing out a lot. So I decided to leave the industry and I went into the, into the building industry and I became a, I'm actually a plasterer by trade. Oh, really? Plasterer by trade. Oh, yeah. okay. Did that for five years. I had my own business for two and then made the decision pretty much just after I got married. Um, you know, I wasn't happy with my job. It was just, you know, I did miss real estate as well. I suppose I had a bit more of a mature head on, on my shoulders at that stage as well. And yeah. um, obviously I had a lot more commitment at home as far as mortgages and things go that I didn't have previously, but I knew what to expect. And I knew the first years, first few years getting back into the industry would be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made the decision with the support of my wife to get back into the industry. And here we are today. Best decision I've ever Look made. Out. Beats plastering, that's for sure. <laughs> so I know I have to make it as a real estate agent because I don't want to go back to plastering. <laughs> Good motivation. I was, yeah. My next question was going to be, what keeps you motivated after 13 years? Yeah, well, just that, that. that. Don't want to become a plaster again. And obviously my family as well, you know, I want to yeah. be able to provide you know, the best opportunities for my children. So, yeah. yeah Absolutely. That's my two driving forces, yeah. So from, from a 17-year-old... Real estate agent to now, what's the biggest change in the industry that you've seen? Oh, there's been massive amounts of change. Yeah. Um, Jesus, quite a few. Obviously, a, a lot now with social media and video content, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge in our industry right now. Yeah. Uh, as well as, I suppose, going back even further and a while ago was introduction of VPA was a big shifting point in the industry as well. Mm-hmm. It's probably the two biggest ones that come to mind. Yeah. Has anything about the way, I mean, obviously, as a, you know, the way you operate now to then is going to be very different, but any really significant things about what you've um, kind of changed about what you do? kept the fundamentals the same, to be honest, yeah. and just improved on that. You know? Yeah. Um, tried to evolve as the industry evolves and I think you need to be right up to speed you know in the, especially in the digital space if you're not up up to speed with that you can get left behind very quickly mm-hmm. um, so I think we just evolve with the industry and you know keep doing what we're doing stick to those fundamentals and just try and get better and better at it yeah and does that apply I guess with the market the way it is and it's been really tough for a couple of years same yeah, thing you know funnily enough in these toughest well in this so-called tough market obviously it is pretty competitive out there but we've had our you know our most success in the tough market yeah and, you know, I think you know, all, all I hear is, you know, agents whinging and complaining all the time. The market's so tough. Oh, it's so hard out there. Well, mate, you know what? You could be doing a lot of worse jobs in real estate. You know, I believe this is the best job in the world. I love my job. I love yeah. getting up every morning and going to work. Because I think because I've been on the other side of the fence, I can appreciate the job a lot more. Yeah. And, you know, just stop whinging about it. Just, you know, get on with it. Roll up your sleeves and um, get the deals done. You know, there's still deals out there to be made. Um, there's still activity yeah, the, the market's not great, but you know, don't use that as, in as an excuse. We can't yeah. we can't change that. It's out of our control. So just focus on what you can do and, and the and the service you can provide to your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think the defining thing about every very good agent that I speak to is just nose to the grindstone. You got to work just really get hard, on with it, no work matter. Hard. It's it's a you know it's a not a nine to five job. You don't yeah. get into this industry to work nine to five. Yeah, you're on call twenty four seven. So yeah, absolutely, it's going to make it happen. What do you think is your um, is your main strength? I suppose my main strength or I think my point of difference would Mm. be um, my response times and my clients and, 
you know, one thing that really irritates me is when you try and call an agent or try and get in contact with an agent, when they're looking to purchase or just get some information, you know, they might take a day or four or five hours to get back to you. Like we, that is totally against everything that we, we believe in. Yeah. I think in this day and age, you need to be really, really responsive to your clients. You know, you have no excuse for not getting back to a client within an hour, two hours max. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got emails on your phone. Um, if your phone rings, all right, if you're in a meeting, fair enough, you can't answer it. But as soon as you leave that meeting, you should be returning that call. That could be a prospective buyer, could be a prospective seller. They could have moved on by the time you've called them back, mm -hmm. you know. So we answer our phone all the time. And, you know, test, feel free to test me out as well. <laughs> um, we all, you know, endeavor to answer our phone the first time it rings. Yeah. The only time we won't is if we're in a meeting, but we'll return that call. So I think we're really, really quick to getting back to people. Yeah. Um, and I find that's a big problem in the industry that, that agents just take way too long to return to yeah. people's calls and emails. And I just don't think that's acceptable this day and age. So yeah. I think that's a big point of difference for us. Have you found it changed as well in terms of um, clients' expectations of you yeah. on that point? 100%. Mobile phones, massive, messenger. Massive, especially from when I was in the industry the first time around. Yeah. Now, huge difference. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, with technology now, everything's at your fingertips. And, mm -hmm. that, you know, Although my wife hates it, my phone is literally glued to my hand yeah. all the time. Like I'm looking at it now, freaking out yeah, if I've missed a couple of calls, you know. So, <laughs> um, you know, the phone is on you all the time and you need to be um, on call responding. all the time and responding, even if it's your day off or whatnot. It does not take long to send an SMS or answer a call or make a call or, or send an email. Everything's at your fingertips. You don't have to be in the office to do that. Yeah. Do it while you're driving around the car, but just get back to people in a, in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I think it, Absolutely. Oh. What about um, something that you are not so good at? And maybe something when you bought Darren on, you thought, yes, finally, I yeah. can, I can well, swing that to him. Um, definitely not so good at the back end stuff. So yeah. my databasing is pretty shocking. Uh, not shocking, we've got a really good database, but Darren is the one that Sorting drives out. that. Yeah. Newsletters, um, final inspections is my pet hate. hate you know, you, sometimes you're sitting there for an hour and a half, two hours. You know, you could be doing so much more with your time in that hour and a half, two hours. So that's my big pet. Hey, that was the one that you I was like the dollar productive activity, dollar productive, list and sell, <laughs> and you know everything else. I'm, um, you know, it's not my strength. So why why waste your time doing it? Yeah, outsource that um, to Darren and to L, and they 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 look after all that. I don't Help have to worry about out. it. Beautiful, list or sell. <laughs> Funny one. <laughs> I love both of them, obviously. Um, look, there's nothing like sealing a deal, and isn't, you know that's that's why we get up, and that's why we go to work is to, to get sales across the line. But I'd have to say list. Yeah. And the reason I say list is because when you go into a listing presentation, you're usually up against two to three different agents. Yeah. And um, if you get selected by that prospective vendor as the the favourite agent, whether that's your marketing presentation or they like something about you, or you know you're the local area specialist, whatever it is, if you you know achieve that listing over your competition. You, you've won, and I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty competitive, so I like going into that challenge. I like going up against three or four other agents, and I love coming out with a listing. That's the the most rewarding thing for me in this industry. If I can beat three or four other agents to a listing, yeah, um, is is probably Boom. the thing that I love the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's been? You might have answered this with you um, when you left that left the industry, but mm -hmm. has there been? What's your toughest time in real estate been? Uh, my toughest time, no doubt, would have been the first two years getting back into the industry. Yeah. Right. Um, because, you know, I had, like I said, a lot more responsibility. I had, uh, you know, wife, child on the way, um, mm -hmm. mortgage, et cetera, to, to worry about. And going on commission only. It was my first time in real estate that I was actually was going to be on commission only. Ah, no retainer. Starting from scratch. Uh, yeah. had, you know, obviously I, you know, called all those old clients and said, look, I'm back. But, you know, five, six years have passed. A lot happens in that time. So mm -hmm. started from scratch. 
worked my butt off, knocked on doors, telemarketed, you know, everything that we still do now, but probably with a lot more uh, intensity yeah. back then because I knew it was make or break and, you know, I wasn't going to get a third crack at it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the toughest time was no doubt the first two years getting back into the industry, being on commission only with, you know, all that stuff going on at home. Yeah. Home, I suppose. How did your wife feel about you going to a commission only job? Uh, she, you know, we discussed it at length. Yeah. And we sort of, you know, because of my experience the first time around, we did budget for that. Yeah. Um, so she was all for it. She knew I, you know, wasn't happy doing what I was doing and, um, yeah. She, she pushed me and pushed me and originally, and eventually I made the decision to do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, last question. I mm -hmm. told you I was going to throw you one, Kelly, yep. one that comes to me. Um, what do you think the future, you know, what are the what are the next lot of changes coming? You're, you're someone who um, is always, you know, you'll get in touch with me when we talk about Spotify, when we talk about different mm -hmm. things that are coming out with marketing yep. or that kind of thing. What are you excited about in the future of real uh, estate? Look, excited and probably, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's around the corner? Something, something's happening all the time. You emailed me about Spotify the other day. I was like, yeah, great, let's get on it. Yeah. You know, I'm just sort of uh, getting around the rate my agent and all that sort of jazz. I think that's taking off now. I think you need to be um, you know, in that space also. Video, I see video content. We're trying to do a lot more video content now. That's evolving a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's around the corner? You just got to keep your finger on the pulse. You know, you guys do a fantastic job here and you always keep us up to date with what's happening and the changes yeah. and where we need to be in the digital space. I think that's, you know, if you keep your finger on the pulse there, you just need to evolve with it as, yeah. as it comes. Absolutely. All right, beautiful. Adam, that is it. Awesome. You've banged it all out in 20 minutes. Well, You've only missed I, I about do talk seven a bit calls. fast. I'm European <laughs> and there was a lot of hand movements going on here as well. Uh, I love it. Th thank you very much and thanks for having us. You're so welcome. Thank you. Cheers. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions. So hit me up on Instagram. You can find me on Jess at Crib. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend. <laughs>